And welcome back to The Answers Obvious, where you have the questions and we have the answers. This is Thursday, October 18th, 2018, coming at you live. This is episode 15. Been at it for a little over four months now. That's insane. You know, people always be asking me questions all the time, like, Stevie G, how can I listen to The Answers Obvious podcast? And I tell them the answer is motherfucking obvious. You can access all of our episodes, this one, the first one, and every episode to follow by subscribing to the Answers Obvious podcast in the iTunes podcast store. You can also find that direct link in the bio of my Instagram profile at Stevie G, Stevie G, and my pinned tweet on Twitter at Tweety G, Tweety G. Also, please be sure to go follow the Answers Obvious Instagram account at, you guessed it, the Answers Obvious, so we can do numbers on that bitch. I'm joined tonight, as always, by the co-host with the Comos, Rachel Young at Rachface Yo. What's up, Rachel? <laughs> you changed. <laughs> <laughs> First, I said what's good. Now I said what's up. I did that on purpose. <laughs> Rachel, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> oh, not so bad. Uh, that's good. Are you hungry? I'm starving. <laughs> We'll get into that in a in a moment. Okay. But first, do you have any shout outs that you would like to give? Um, shout out to Jen Gotch, who is my hero. She was at the WeWork on uh, Woodland in East Nashville on Tuesday, and I got to hug her and hear her talk about her business and her personal life. And she's just as amazing as I knew she'd be. So who is this Jen Gotch? So she is the co-founder and creative director of Bando, Bando, which is like one of my favorite shops. Uh, there, there are some places around town that carry her stuff. I know Gift Horse, another great shop in East Nashville, carries her like planners and stuff. But I'm pretty sure the bulk of the stuff you buy online. Does she have? So she has planners. Yeah, it's like planners, spirals, trapper like, keepers. Uh, yeah. Could one say that she's trapping out the bando? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't really know what that means, so maybe I shouldn't agree to it. Oh, okay. So her company's (laughs) called Bando. How do you spell Bando? Okay. So it's French for headband, but she doesn't spell it like the the French spelling. It's B-A-N period D-O. Bando. Bando. (laughs) So yeah, we have a completely different understanding or definition of bando. Well, I'm sure uh, as a middle-aged white lady, she doesn't know what it means <laughs> either. <laughs> she should. Um, uh, she would be down with. I would love well, to work at a place maybe called bando. I should figure it out what it is. Were you gonna say what it is? Yeah. So a bando is is a uh, hip hop trap slang, if you will, for an abandoned building. Oh, where, that's right. You did tell me. Yeah, this. where illegal activities such as dealing drugs. Uh, Dealing drugs, <laughs> gambling, sounds lit. illegal activities, you know, so the, the term would be trap out the bando. That's funny. Uh, I believe it was a mixtape or an album and probably even a single uh, by Migos, trapping out the bando or hopping out the bando or some, something that in- involves doing something gotcha. out of a bando. I'll have to listen to that right after this. If I was one of her employees, ever, I would be so happy to go to work just for the fact of being like, oh, trapping out the bando. Um, she couldn't recall like exactly how many people worked at the company, which (laughs) sounds kind of crazy, but it's another reason why I love her is she's like such a creative person. She's not a numbers person. So for her to be like so successful, just using like her strength, she has a co-founder who's like more business savvy, 
but the numbers gal just so real and unashamed that she didn't know some of the answers to that but their company grew from like five employees five five employees to uh 40 damn so which doesn't sound like a lot but from five to five to 40 is a lot lot of employees (laughs) especially when you're used to like having such a small team oh yeah can you imagine what it what it's like starting by managing five people and going to oh my gosh eight times that many i can't because when i started at ditto we had four offices and maybe maybe 30 employees tops and here we are we here we are three years later and we have like 19 offices or across the world. Across the world. I and saw we, that. And like Instagram 150 post. employees. It's nuts. That's crazy. Especially to be like global like that is insane. Yeah. She probably had to hire like a number of people to manage and do yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah, she did for sure. And so um, she talked a lot about her business, had a lot of great advice for. Um, Kind of people that are similar like her, because I don't feel like I like I'm a creative person, but I would be terrible at like I would need someone to help me build my business like that. So it was all about like using your strengths to like prom- like propel yourself to where you want to go. She's also really outspoken um, about like uh, her personal life, and she was diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder, like, in her early 30s. Open book. And um, she's, like, really open on her social media, and I feel like I've, like, learned a lot about myself, like, through her uh, being so open, and just, like, about mental illness in general. So she's just, I really admire her and what she's doing and what she stands for. That's dope. She's the best. Now, did she happen to start her business out of a WeWork um, before she started? It actually started in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which I didn't know. They definitely don't uh, have a WeWork. Or maybe that's just where their like, home office is. Okay. But um, she started it. She was like making headbands or something like that, like flower crowns. And she was like, I should sell these. And boom, Vanda was born. Now she's got 40 people. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Wow. So she didn't really talk too much about her co-founder. Um, They're not important. But uh, she's just so relatable. And she has like ADHD. So she would like forget uh, the questions that the person was asking her. And she goes, well, uh, sometimes I just have to focus or I have to, I have to make a choice. Either go joke or to focus and she's like I always choose joke and I was like oh you're my bitch hell yeah right like she's so relatable fuck focusing (laughs) that's how I was in school it's either I can focus or I can joke yeah well it's like here is I mean she was a great public speaker but like here's someone that you would probably argue is doing like all the wrong things saying fuck in the microphone not paying attention that's relatable but it's just like yeah it's just it's nice to see someone so human be that successful like us saying fuck into the microphone yeah (laughs) we're relatable af someone did mention that we should bring the swearing jar back but actually like try not to swear but include you know a quarter or some change every time we did and then at the end of i don't know a year or something or at the end of 10 episodes see what we have and uh Either, I don't know, donate it to charity or <laughs> or treat our fucking selves. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I just like don't even realize that I'm cussing sometimes. They're uh they're like word they're they're sentence enhancers. They oh can they can be used in so many different ways. It really gets the point across. Like 
hey, I'm I'm really upset with you or hey man, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, see that right there? <laughs> I mean, guess I used upset and pissed though. I'm fucking upset is yeah, that's a lot harsher. Then I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. Oh, you're upset? Oh. <laughs> that's well. what Stevie does when I say I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, you usually say it's no, more I'm like I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. Or fuck you, dude. That's my Rachel impression. Fuck you, dude. Do I say that? Sometimes. <laughs> all the time. Uh, uh that's that's awesome. That and that was earlier this week. Yeah, it was on Tuesday. And so, you know, you've heard Stevie talk about how we work out of we work downtown. I like went over to the East Nashville location, um, at, like at four so that I could end my day there. And then I was like, uh, First in line, I was the third person there. <laughs> wow. So I got a swag bag. Hell yeah. And where I was sitting in the audience, I was like really close after it was over. We all swarmed her like bees and I got to actually meet her. She recognized that I was wearing bando earrings. Bando. And then we made out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. I'm just kidding, but I kind of wish. That's uh, dope. She always talks about, like, let's talk about our feelings. And uh, she has this, like, tagline, like, I'm a serious businesswoman. So she's just so funny. I love her. That's dope. Be my friend. I <laughs> wish I could have been there Tuesday night. That would have <laughs> been cool. You would have been the only dude. It was a bunch of cool. Hey, that's that, another reason that's, why. <laughs> that says something, too. So I could let everyone know that, yo, Stevie G is down. For the bitches and hoes. Okay, well, that right there <laughs> lets us know that you're not down. I, I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shout I'm out Malibu's Most Wanted B-Rad. <laughs> Bill, Gluckman, Bill Gluckman is down with the bitches and hoes. Oh, my gosh. But for real, I am. Uh, any Anyone you want to put on blast? Um, no. Mm, Good? No. Good this week? Yeah. Ish. <laughs> I got some blast. Oh, shit. So I'll touch on this uh, a little more. But my opponent for Saturday oh. canceled. Now, I'm not, I'm, not going to put, I'm not going to put him on blast. This is just the boxing community in general. This guy, he lives in Bowling Green. He had to get off work for this. Life happens. Things happen. He can't make it. But I'm putting the I'm putting the USA boxing community on blast just because there is there's no consequence for canceling. I've shown up to a couple matches out of town where at the last minute my opponent has not showed up and there's no one for me to fight. And that's after taking off work and traveling two hours or more. It's fucked up. And yeah, you know, gas, meals, all of that, it's fucked up. So um, there needs to be a better system in place. Like, I don't know, maybe if you register for a fight, you have to put in like a couple hundred bucks that as a deposit. And then once you show up and you're good, they give it back to you. Yeah, that's smart. But if you don't show up, half goes to USA Boxing, half goes to the guy you were supposed to fight. And, and that way, that way they have money to get back and to... Because uh, I know that if I took off if I took off work on a Saturday, just doing some classes and sessions at Pepper, um, it would it would be more than a hundred dollars lost. So yeah, seriously. But other than that, I have no other real blasts. I do have a shout out to Mickey, aka MC Sizzle, who finally has a voicemail greeting. 
And what it, was it before his it number? It was nothing. It was you have reached the voice mailbox of. And then it would say his number. It's yeah. So annoying. I hate that. But he changed it. He goes, "This is Mickey Sisselman with Mm-mm-mm Company." <laughs> And uh, I'm not available at this time. Please leave me a message. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. That's all it needs. Mickey, sizzle. Maybe like lighten up your tone a little bit. Don't <laughs> don't sound like you know you want to. I don't know. Jump into traffic or something I with feel that. Like yours probably sound. Yours sounds like that. Like I want to jump bus- into traffic. Yeah, like all businessy. But is it like depressing and lethargic? Maybe I'll have to s- hear his. And compare. I need to make a new one. L- this is just a <laughs> reminder to everyone listening right now. Check your check your uh, voicemail greeting. Change Gosh, it. I kind of want to take mine away so people don't know who they're calling. Well. You know my number. You yeah. Know you know how I feel about a it. A lot of people from Jackson call me by mistake because my number is super close to this guy that does like woodwork or something like that because <laughs> i get voicemails periodically about uh needing to pick up like a table one time <laughs> wow yeah random hmm <laughs> well if uh if you were new to the answers obvious here's how we do the damn thing around here we break each topic down from the show into a segment which you can find listed in the description of the episode you'll also be able to know when each segment begins because we will put a time cue next to each segment. This way, if you s- you can see what you're getting into, you can skip the stuff you don't want to listen to, uh, or if you only have time for a couple segments, you can listen to that and just skip ahead listen. If, you, if you're not interested, you know, fuck yourself. Plain, <laughs> plain and simple. We're, we're, top, we're talking about the, the topics that matter. You know, all the stuff that you either don't know about or everyone's thinking but won't say. Again, like if you look back at other episodes, episode eight, when is it okay or appropriate or if it is okay or appropriate to fart in a relationship? <laughs> we all think of it and sometimes it's too late. You let one <laughs> you let one rip and you look over at her and you're like, what the fuck was that? I mean, we're all human. And then I would drop down on a knee and propose <laughs> to that smelly, gassy bitch. Before we get into uh, other segments, just got a we got a few things to to talk about here. Um, you mentioned swag bag when you went to WeWork and met uh, Miss Gotch. Mm-hmm. So, I will be getting a swag bag mailed to your boy <laughs> from Bird Scooters because your boy won a caption contest earlier this week. Ooh-ooh. So, if y'all are interested which uh, you all are, (laughs) you can go to at bird, B-I-R-D, on Instagram, and maybe their fourth or fifth photo, scroll down. It's not hard to miss. You know those inflatable T-Rex costumes that people wear all the time? It's like an inflatable T-Rex costume. They People dance, run down halls. It's like that, except it's a bald eagle with a very stern face, (laughs) and he's riding a bird. It is a stern bird. A stern bird. (laughs) Damn, that should have been my caption. Ooh, that's a good one. So... They said it's that time again caption contest, and so my first my first thought was, on my way to steal your chick. Oh, that's a good one. Too. Okay, did someone else do it? I didn't see that someone else did it, but I thought that maybe they won't get the reference because it's kind of a meme. Where, oh, I see. I you see, know what I mean? I see. Like if you see if you see some grown I feel ass like if man they're putting like the equivalent of a T Rex inflatable, but like related to their company, a bird. 
they would get the meme. Yeah, I'm but sure. It was risky. It was risky. And and you know, if, if for those who don't know, there's a meme that you know, if if you saw if you saw some kid on campus that was I don't know roller skating to class or riding a unicycle to class, the caption used to be like. On on his way to steal your chick or something, saying yeah. you know like oh damn dude please leave some leave some pussy for the rest of us like wow. mopping up, but I didn't go with that. <laughs> Instead, I went with and of course in all caps because that's how your boy communicates via social media. Have you ever tweeted not in caps? Not in like over five years, <laughs> oh six God. years maybe. It's been a while. It's crazy. It, it it really surprised it's a me. Part of his brain <laughs> on my timeline because you know like time uh, or time hop time hop only pulls tweets from the last four years mm. just for data purposes. That's crazy. Uh, now I'm getting tweets from at least four years ago, all in caps. <laughs> uh, so, so what did your caption say? All caps, trying to catch me riding birdie <laughs> because there was an eagle on it. So good. Now, the one that I thought was going to win was it is ill-eagle to ride a bird without a helmet. Oh. And I was like, that is an incredible play on words. That's great. That was good. But that's kind of a little negative towards the brand because, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, I'm yeah, sure they yeah. saw, they were like, yo, that's they clever. They probably literally had that conversation. I bet they did. I bet they did. They're smart, but they... You're in the wrong business. You need to be... I guess you... Well... Well, I'm technically sponsored by Bird now. <laughs> So they made Sponsored it. By Bird. They made it rain uh, some some ride credits in my account, which was dope, and they're mailing me some bird shit. <laughs> <laughs> bird swag. Some, some bird. Some bird shit. <laughs> so I'm very excited. And, That's and, awesome. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. And y'all know I'm a huge a huge advocate for for the bird scooters in Nashville. I've seen you many a time. Me leaving work and you're on a bird scooter. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's great just to clear your head. And now, we talked about this the other day, going back to the guilty pleasures that we were talking about mm-hmm. from a few weeks back. I can't believe I didn't mention it. Well, I know why I didn't mention it. It's because I didn't start playing it again. But you know your boy is that level 32 trainer <laughs> on Pokemon Go. Don't fuck with me. So, so cool. So now I'm birding the Pokestops. <laughs> Hatching them eggs. Hatching them eggs. Getting those, walking those, those KMs. I can't believe I'm going to tell this story, but <laughs> back when I played Pokemon Go, I uh, wanted to see if this would hatch my eggs faster. So I <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I zip-tied <laughs> a purse like a, <laughs> like a crossbody bag to a fan. Ceiling fan. And put it on, yeah, to a ceiling fan. And I made sure that the, like, zip ties did it far enough out so that it wouldn't get, like, tangled up. And I just let that bitch spin. And I hatched so many Hatching eggs. Hatching them eggs. Uh, beating the system. What a lazy bitch. I love it. I love it. I, it's funny. You mentioned that. I saw this guy. I saw this really big guy. He had on his Fitbit. And he t- he took it and he tied it to the attachment part of a KitchenAid mixer. So it was like, g- yes, and he was getting his steps in. And That's he- funny. Oh. What would be the point of that except for just like, like why? I mean, you know, you you know you didn't do those steps. I mean, you know, my, my insurance has a tracking device on it. Oh. So every day that I hit my, my step marks, which is usually 5,000 steps, unless I – 
take a trip to New York and walk a shit ton. And yeah. when they're like, oh, you walked 16,000 miles today. <laughs> your your new goal is 12. Yeah. I'm like, what? I remember when I got back from New York, I think I walked like maybe a thousand steps one day That's back crazy. in Nashville. But I think, uh, um, but you know, when we do that, if every day you meet your goal, you get a dollar towards an Amazon gift card up to a hundred bucks. Oh shit. I wish my insurance had something like that. Or maybe they do. I just don't know. Who do you have? United. Th- they might. I don't know. I don't know either. Shout out Oscar and Humana for hooking. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to get that get that uh, get that hundred dollar gift card and That's buy cool. something stupid. At work, we have this like rating system, um, or not rating system. I guess you would. It's more like you send like feedback uh, about how you demonstrated some of our like core values or whatever. And um, if you send someone, it's called Fond, if you send someone a good, like, good feedback, I guess there's not really an opportunity. It's more about positive feedback. It's For not sure. about, like, negative. It's just about positive. And if you send someone a review, you get 25 points. And I just cash my points in for $150 Amazon card. Damn. So I don't know what I'm going to buy. You know, the incentive, incentive for writing a positive review it's it's a it's a lot. Like I remember my dad telling me he's been in the food and beverage industry for a few decades now. He said if you go to a restaurant and have a good experience, a great experience at that, you may tell one or two people. That's it. But if you go and you have an awful experience, you literally tell everyone. Yeah, you know. that's true. Don't go there. Don't do this. This server sucks. The host, is, whatever. It's it's terrible. Yeah. But so <clears throat> as a Yelper <laughs> <laughs> snitch as a Yelper, I actually do more positive than That's negative, good. but I also like to write reviews like that. So I can remember places I went out of town for sure. And, and I think that as long as you're not just putting someone on blast, yeah. you know, like if, if you put someone on blast on Yelp without, confronting management or somebody yeah, about the exactly issue what I was thinking. because I do think that it does hold restaurants accountable and lets them know like hey we've had we've had a number of of reviews that have been negative that have been in regards to either this dish or this person or mm-hmm. the upkeep of our facility and it keeps them in check so I think that is important you know and yeah. and I think I think that it's uh it does it it does a lot more good than bad. So we joke around. We say it's it's a snitch app, but <laughs> I think if you had a good experience, like just writing a three or four sentence thing, like yo, we went here, um, we didn't have a reservation. It was going to be an hour wait. They got us seated in like ten minutes. Exceptional service. I recommend this drink, uh, but this you know the medium rare steak was a little too well, you know, a little overcooked. Other than that, overall good experience. Whatever. Yeah. Boom. Done. But what are you going to buy with your $150 Amazon gift card? Are you going to buy something stupid? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween, and that's coming up soon, so maybe I should do something for Halloween. That'd be good. Because I don't think I've actually bought a real Halloween costume in a minute. Like, I always just, like, do the DIY thing. Would Would you spend $150 on a Halloween costume? Probably not the whole thing. But would, I don't know what I would. Would you spend a hundred? I mean, since I got it for being a good employee, maybe. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> so during well, that, that right last that. during that last bit, I had three different opportunities to set it up, and, <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I and I didn't do it. But it, it's all good. It's all good. 
So I didn't see this meme until Stevie showed me today. There's this meme going around, and uh, according to Reddit, which is the platform of the meme lords, uh, legend has it that <laughs> the meme lords of Reddit have already selected every month's meme up until the year 2032. What does that mean? It means... It means they th- just... It means we are not worthy. Oh, my god! Of the memes. <laughs> um... This meme, the tagline, the punchline, if you will, is is weird flex, but okay, or odd flex, but okay. The origin, there's a picture of this man standing in the foyer with a giraffe. I don't know if it's Photoshop. I don't think it is. It looks actually, it looks pretty damn real, but who knows. And the caption above it says, Work till you can afford a giraffe. Work till you can afford a giraffe. And, and it does look real. <laughs> and the comment or the bottom of the meme says, odd flex, but okay. <laughs> so this is this has become a, a staple of the uh, the meme community, if you will. So uh, the next one I saw, let me pull up my, uh, my, my meme library. If you don't have a meme library, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, one I saw today, ASAP Rocky, the rapper, ASAP Rocky was bullied during his first orgy at 13 years old. And then the comment, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> but the one that really kind of sparked it, you know, up and up into the air now is my girlfriend is getting pissed off because I keep saying weird flex, but okay. Threatening to make me sleep on the couch. Dot, dot, dot. Weird flex, but okay. And then his comment immediately preceding that tweet is now for tweeting this, I'm sleeping on the balcony. <laughs> Is that a weird flex or what? <laughs> that guy's stupid. So that's uh, you know, if you can incorporate <laughs> that into your into your everyday conversations and and vocabulary, oh my gosh. it's uh, it's great. It cracks me up. It cr- should crack everyone up. <laughs> yeah, weird flex, but okay. Um, let me see any other any other things on the rundown for this intro here. Okay, again, my fight, y'all. Uh, Saturday. Doors open at three. There are, as as of yesterday, finding out there are twenty nine fights scheduled. Damn, that's a lot. That is almost sixty boxers, almost thirty fights. There will probably be a little more than thirty fights. Now, the longest the fight takes is about twelve minutes. That's the guys that are going three three minute rounds with a minute rest in between rounds one and two. Take into con- consideration the time it takes them to get into the ring. And the time it takes for the judges to score everything, you're looking at about maybe 15 minutes at the longest for a for a bout. Now, in the beginning, there's going to be several youth and junior fights. A lot of those are one-minute round, one-minute rest. So those will fly by. From what the coach tells me, it's maybe around 5, 6 o'clock, that ballpark range where your boy will be throwing hands. So, again, if you get there, It'd be cool to get there around 4 o'clock, maybe. And, of course, I will post when I have a better you know, understanding of the time, probable time. But, again, down the street, light the nation's block party on 51st Avenue. Good food, good drinks, lots of uh, vendor tents, all that. It should be a good time. The weather's supposed to be nice this weekend, a little warmer than it's been the last couple of days. And then you can come up and watch a boy throw hands. Like I mentioned before... The dude that I'm scheduled to fight, or I was scheduled to fight, backed out. And we were going, he was a 30 year old. We were going to fight at 140 pounds. 
They tell me I'm now fighting a 19-year-old, left-handed, 125-pounder. That's fucking crazy. So in order to do that, this is how it works on the club level. You have to be within eight or nine pounds of your opponent in order to fight. So if he's 125, that means I have to be around 133, 134 in order for it to work. And I weighed in yesterday for my physical at 137, woke up this morning, 130 pounds. <laughs> I've been eating those popcorn rice cakes. That sounds sad. Those almond crackers and that hard. I had at lunch. <laughs> Water. Uh, and then my treat today has been a milk chocolate Dove bar, 230 calories, and a sugar-free Red Bull. Other than that, I hate everything. Tell them what you're going to eat for dinner. Tonight? Yeah. An entire bag of baby spinach. Raw. <laughs> I think he's joking. I'm not. I'm going to need you to video you doing that. I will do that. How I do you even do that? You and I like spinach. Like, I just like, how do you eat that? It's kind of like a force feeding thing. I don't think I can do that. I'm just going to be munching it because the thing about leafy greens is it fills you the fuck up. That's why you can eat a ton of salad or a ton of elements in a salad and it fills you up. And that's yeah. what I'm going for because I don't what I what I don't want to ha see happen is I come in at if I, if I came in at 132, I don't want that guy who's supposed to be 125 to come in at 120 or 121. Or, yeah, and, and be just outside the range. Now, typically when that happens, they'll say, all right, homie, step on the scale, put your pants, put your shoes back on, and slide your coach's cell phone and keys in your pockets. That's crazy. You know, because it's, it's not fair. It's not fair for, you know, someone like me to have to drop weight in a short yeah, time's notice. And it, let's be real. It's much it's much harder to put on that kind of weight in a certain period of time than it is to lose it. Just that was my the way next question. Just how your body processes stuff. That's you know? insane. So it's it's uh it's weird, but I've been re I've been uh spending some time um studying some uh you know, orthodox versus southpaw lefty techniques and I moved around the ring with one of my sparring partners yesterday. And uh other than that, I feel pretty mentally strong, but your boy is hungry. Oh man. Yeah. But you best believe Saturday night, I'm eating everything. What are you going to eat? Uh, I think I may hit up two places. <laughs> I may get wings from one place, and then I may get uh, Jack Brown's cheeseburgers, fries, yeah. and deep fried Oreos. That sounds great. With peanut butter on the side. I should get that when I leave here tonight. Jack Brown's? <laughs> I'm kidding. It, I'm trying to make you if feel bad. If you do, eat, so eat one for me. Eat one for me. Oh, man. My friend Jen, it was her birthday yesterday. She uh, and her mom went to some uh, hibachi place. Hibachi is one of my favorite foods. And I'm just like, fuck, I would do anything for just that that <laughs> filet, the lobster, the shrimp, the all of that. But I don't know. Hey, you know what would have been good to say to I'm going to go to two places uh, to get my food, wings and burger, two separate places? Weird flex, but oh. okay. <laughs> We'll work I it in. I already forgot about that meme. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um, Nashville news. We'll make this one quick. Our Tennessee Titans, who have been shut out the last two weeks, sorry, are playing in London Sunday. Kickoff is at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Parentheses. Fuck that. <laughs> That's crazy. I will be teaching boxing 
around that time and won't be watching the game. So maybe your bad luck. Have you watched every game so far? Uh, you know what? I'm actually it's opposite. I was in the LaGuardia Airport mm-hmm. when we and didn't get to watch the Buffalo game and we lost. And I slept through the entire game last Sunday. I did not. <laughs> wa- I was so tired. That's it. Fuck. That is it. And Holy I was shit. at the game, so I'm definitely bad luck. Yo, everyone was at that game. I saw. I I was. I got so pissed later on and saw everyone's Instagram story. But whatever. Well, I didn't run any into anyone I knew. Really? So, yeah. All good. <laughs> Other than uh, Titans games, <clears throat> what else is a fun thing to do during the fall? So this weekend, my mom and sister will be here, and um, my mom's just coming on Sunday, and we're going to Cheekwood. Uh, they have this, like, Cheekwood harvest thing, and it's, like, all all things fall, I guess. So you can, like, walk around the garden and see, like, a bunch of pumpkins. I don't know. I saw the fall. pumpkin house. Yeah, like the pumpkin house thing. It's very Instagrammable. It is. Uh, so they also, which I don't know if they do this um, every Sunday, Saturday, because it's been going on since September, but this is the last weekend. Uh, but they'll have, uh, there's on Saturday, there's a pooch parade. Sounds pretty amazing. And then Sunday, they have like uh, food trucks, live music, beer garden, stuff like that. What time? Um, so which one? The Sunday one. Sunday, it's from 11 to 4. Dope. Yeah. Have you, you've been to Cheekwood before, right? I have for a wedding, so. Oh, I bet that was sick. It, well. Or at least looked nice. It rained and they didn't have a backup plan. I bet that looked awful. So we were in like some random room, um, but the room was beautiful. Yeah. Just like not what she was going for. Yo, Cheekwood was Instagrammable before Instagram. Like, <laughs> I love that place. Do you go often? I go, like, at least three times a year. Damn. So, in the spring, they have their uh, tulip display. That's, like, the Cheekwood Blooms thing. Yes, it is Because this is, dope. like, the seasonal thing. For sure. And then, come uh, wintertime, the Christmas lights and yeah. all that is dope. I've, I was supposed to go to that um, a couple of times, but we always ended up not going because it was like too cold or I don't know. Really? Yeah. Fellas. A if, great If we spot. have any fellas that listen to this, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. Um, there's the Opryland lights. I've done that. They're, it's cool. But there are just way too many people. Yeah, it's too it's too crowded. Mm-hmm. And you know, Opryland, it's got a lot of tourists, and not just like tourists from you know from rural areas that are like, oh, we're going to Nashville. We're going the to big, the mall. Yeah, we're going to the. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying there's like international tourists that that roll through there. Yeah, for big, sure. Like, it's the biggest hotel in Nashville. Right? Yeah, it's dope. You heard about the water park that they're putting in there? No. That's story for a different time. But they're, uh, they're, next podcast, yeah, Nashville. But just news. to summary, summarize, they're putting in a basically like a water, an indoor water park that is only for hotel guests only. So oh like, shit! Yeah. I did hear about yeah. that. But I guess we'll have to stay at the yeah right Gaylor. staycation. <laughs> but the the Opryland lights, they're cool. Like it's dope. It's big. There's a lot to see. There's multiple rooms for it. But fellas, let me get down in my very white voice. <laughs> This is as low as I can go without trying. Sounds cool. Text your girl. (laughs)
baby, what you doing tonight? I got a little surprise for you. Actually, don't text her. Send a voice uh, text. Just like this. <laughs> baby, what you doing tonight? I want you to put on that Burberry scarf, those apple bottom jeans, boots oh with the fur, God. those Uggs. <laughs> it keeps going. Put on your beanie <laughs> and your ski pants and your, your gloves. Ski <laughs> pants. <laughs> then cover that body up. And your hand warmers. With those puppy. <laughs> And grab a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> For real, y'all. It's that, a <laughs> that took a weird turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot weird of fun. Weird flex, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is the title of this episode. <laughs> it's going to be Enneagrams. Uh, weird flex. <laughs> parentheses, weird flex, but okay. Y'all go to it. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm going to throw this out there too. Hella pokey stops <laughs> in Cheekwood. Nerd. And it's, you can't call me a nerd. I'm level 32. <laughs> Almost 33. Uh, uh, a lot of it's outside. That's just, that's just adding to the nerd case. Gaff. <laughs> <laughs> that's give a fuck for those women. I know what it is, okay. For the listeners. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. The, they got incredible exhibits all the time and you're not just spending the whole time walking outside they got indoor stuff they got they got alcoholic beverages non-alcoholic beverages warm cold all that stuff going on they even got reindeer, reindeer. real live reindeer wow and it's not extremely expensive it's like maybe in the $22 range yeah i looked at the website and it said that adults were $20, but I'm going for free. Damn. Because we work with Cheekwood, and my girl Devin hooked it up. What up, fan. Devin? So. Good deal. Cheekwood's dope year-round. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I feel like, like I haven't taken advantage of a lot of stuff like that living in Nashville. Yeah, it's 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 different for sure. Than just the regular social scene, but they do have drinks there. Drinks. And, like, same thing if you go to the Frist. The Frist is real cheap, like eight bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, they got some dope exhibits there. Yeah, La- they last do. January, I went to the samurai exhibit, seeing a bunch of samurai, uh, armor and weapons and all that's of that. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was dope. I've been to, um, the Frist Fridays before. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are really cool. Do those happen in the summer? Um, I'm pretty sure they happen year-round, right? I just remember something. I remember being it being a really busy night, and it was like, yeah, there's there's Live on the Green, then there's a Titans thing, and then there's Vanderbilt thing, and then there's these shows playing, and then it's Frisk Fridays, just not like crazy busy downtown. That's <clears throat> where all the stuff is. Speaking of all the stuff downtown, guess who I'm going to see at the Symphony on Sunday? Hmm, bop. <laughs> he already knew it's Hanson. Hmm, mm, yeah. Which uh, most <laughs> people don't realize because uh, they're not psycho fans that follow them for, gosh, how long have they? When did Mbop came out? Uh, In 1994. 97. 97? That is crazy. Damn. Yeah, middle of nowhere. Uh, but they've got like eight other albums, one Christmas album, my favorite Christmas album of all the albums. Um, 
but yeah, they've got a, a lot. I feel like, I mean, not that people don't take them seriously, but I feel like people would, if they didn't know Umbop existed, would probably like their music more now. For sure. You know, Hanson was the first show I ever attended. That's the... F- <laughs> I can't believe that, actually. And I can tell you why. <laughs> Starwood Amphitheater, throwing it back. Aw, right? R.I.P. R.I.P. in peace. So I saw an ad for the Spice Girls were coming to town. And, of course, I'm in second or third grade. Did you see the fucking Spice Girls? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. My mom was like, I don't want you going to see the Spice Girls. <laughs> because this is, you know what they do during their concert? What? They come out in robes, apparently butt-ass naked underneath. With a chair flipped around, covering the uh, the upstairs and the downstairs, and they do a song like that. Now, my mom thought that was inappropriate <laughs> at the time, which I understand. Second, third I mean, grade, you're whatever. A kid. I mean, I'm still. I love the Spice Girls. They're definitely along with the Spice Girls, um, Princess Leia, and probably Pamela Anderson from Baywatch. Those are like every like our. The, the guys of my generation's like first crushes. Seriously, <laughs> though, ask. That's hilarious. Uh, but my mom said that if ha- that we're not going to go to Spice Girls, but if Hanson comes to town, that she'd take me. Aww. Three months later, Mama G ate those words because <laughs> we saw a commercial and she was like, I got to do it. I got to do so it. So we went in, went That's got, so got lawn seats. It was so much fun. Uh, and that, that was my first ever concert. And Guess how many times I've seen... Hanson live at least two (laughs) am I right I've seen them like four or five times weird flex but okay (laughs) damn it you saw them at the Ryman didn't you Uh, did you go to the one of the Ryman shows they used to play they used to play every year at Wild Horse Saloon and it was like that's right they did when I first moved to Nashville and me and my sister are both huge fans. Actually, when we were growing up, <laughs> she used to make us like uh, do performances for uh, the family. And so I have a twin brother, and there are three of us. So we would sing Hanson songs. And if we were going, you know, from oldest to youngest, technically, I would be Taylor. But she would always make me be Isaac. So she could be Taylor. So she could be Taylor. And Reed was Zach. Oh, uh, so not fair. Sorry, Isaac, but you're my least favorite. <laughs> uh, but when I first moved here, I took her for her birthday, and then they came back every year after that. So it just ended up being our sister tradition. We'd actually always run into the Turries, who are another sister duo that love Hanson. And so, yeah, they have like a like a cult following. I'm, like, I'm sure during the collegiate years, uh, Jeremy Duke's wife, Devin Lee, probably was there she's a big Hanson fan uh, as well Devin hit me up girl let's go yo if if Hanson returns uh w- wait when are they playing at the Sunday symphony at the symphony this Sunday this Sunday at the shit symphony. yeah okay so I I really hated that I missed them at the Ryman because I would have definitely gone because like you said there's no there's sh- I don't think there's a, a stigma around them now at least that they're grown really I feel like people always give me a lot of shit but for they're it. such talented musicians that would have like, been my guilty pleasure and the other Hansen. thing too is that they they made their money in the time when records sold and and whatnot, and they were a huge commodity. I mean, they sold out Starwood Amphitheater. That's like seventeen thousand people. <laughs> That's a fuck ton of people. I think it held more. It definitely holds a sin is only six thousand, but it holds more than the Bridgestone Arena. 
Really? About the same. I think it's a little different when there's a show compared to a hockey game, mm. compared to monster trucks, or rodeos. <laughs> monster but, trucks. But, uh, yeah, like, they are talented musicians. They're incredible. Taylor's voice, I could cry. It's amazing. So last year they did, like, a Greatest Hits album, and it's got a bunch of the stuff from Middle of Nowhere, and then it's got, like, their hits. Uh, Is it all re-recorded? Um... I'm not sure, actually. They definitely, I mean, I love that when they play, they play their hits. Yeah, like, so they know. And I'm sure it sounds even dope. Like, I've seen different renditions of it, like acoustic and, yeah, they're and great. all of that. I think that they're, they're super creative, and they're always thinking of ways to, like, mix up what they're doing. And there was a while back when they were playing at uh, uh, Wild Horse, like, those tours that they would do, they would let their fan club vote on which, like, m the majority of the songs, which album it would come from. So they're, like, super involved with their fans. They're amazing. They're all taken, though. And they all got, like, a million kids, so. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> I had a feeling they were uh, they were fertile fertile guys. <laughs> fertile fellas. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> they, got, they each got, like, ten kids. Weird flex, but okay. Well, that's dope. I'm jealous. Maybe. Uh, you should be. You can. Oh, you can catch my uh, story when I'm doing what Stevie hates posting a million songs. You would watch that, though. I would. And where where can they watch your story Sunday? Um, at Rach Face Yo. At Rach Face Yo. Follow Rachel Sunday. <laughs> Spend the day at Cheekwood. Oh, yeah. My and then and then and everything then, uh, I'm doing this weekend is Instagramable AF. Hell Yeah. Definitely, uh, that's not a weird flex. <laughs> and okay. <laughs> that's what's up. Hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited. Shall we get into the main topic of discussion? Let's do it. Dope. So this week we wrap up the third and final episode of the trilogy that discusses personalities. The first week where you can find episode 13... On the answers obvious is astrology and zodiac. Last week, episode 14, we talked about Myers Briggs personality types. And this week, episode 15, we are going to cap it all off with Enneagrams. And you're probably wondering, what is it? How do you say it? What is Enneagram? <laughs> so we're going to tell you all about it because the answer is not so obvious, contrary to popular belief. So the Enneagram is a personality typing system that consists of nine different types. Shall we go further into it? Yeah, go for it. So the Enneagram of personality, by the way, this is all, once more, derived from Wikipedia, which is derived from, from uh, sources of... Great knowledge. Great knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Various sources of great knowledge. <clears throat> So the Enneagram of personality, or simply the Enneagram, from the Greek words ennea, meaning nine, and maybe it's actually, you know, I think it is ennea, meaning nine, and gramma, meaning something written or drawn. It is a model of the human psyche, which is principally understood and taught as a typology of nine interconnected personality types. As a typology, the Enneagram defines nine personality types, sometimes referred to as enneotypes, which are represented by the points of a geometric figure called, you guessed it, an enneagram. And that indicates connections between the types. There are different schools of thought among enneagram teachers, therefore their ideas are not always in agreement. 
But the Enneagram of personality has been widely promoted in both business management and spirituality contexts throughout seminars, conferences, books, magazines, film, yada, yada, yada. In business context, it is generally used as a typology to gain insights into workplace, interpersonal dynamics, and in spirituality, it is more commonly presented as a path to higher states of being, essence, and enlightenment. But both contexts, business management and spirituality, say it can aid in self-awareness, self-understanding, and self-development. So that makes sense that if in business management... You know, certain types, similar to Myers-Briggs. Yeah, I'd say that just as many people knew about Enneagrams as Myers-Briggs. I didn't think, I was surprised that I hadn't heard of it until recently. And and how did you hear about it? How did you hear and learn about it? So I actually heard about it at um, Isabel's bachelorette party. Kate Gallivan was talking about her mom is really obsessed with it. So I was like, I got to figure out what I am. Dope. How'd you hear about it? I heard about it from you. <laughs> so shout out Kate for teaching us uh, teaching us about the Grams. Thanks, Kate's mom, actually. Yeah, shout out Kate's mom. Um, the Enneagram figure, because both you and I posted it on our Instagram stories. So the Enneagram figure is usually composed of three parts. A circle, an inner triangle connecting the numbers 369, Damn, too fine. <laughs> and an irregular hexagonal periodic figure, which connects the numbers 142857. And according to esoteric spiritual traditions, the circle symbolizes unity. The inner triangle symbolizes the law of three, and the hexagon represents the law of seven, because 142871 is the repeating decimal created by dividing one by seven in base 10 arithmetic. Math. It's a lot of stuff. Um, but yes, these three elements constitute the usual Enneagram figure. Uh, real quick, I'm going to look back on my story and see when I asked, do you know your Enneagram type? So we have 37% say yes, 63% responded with no, or what I put, what's Enneagram? <laughs> um, and I got to tell you, with the results, it was... Um, the answer's obvious when it comes to who knew and who didn't know. Uh, no surprise there. <laughs> With Myers-Briggs, it kind of surprised me. But for this one, everyone who I imagined knew would I would know. And people who didn't know, I like... And this isn't if you didn't know. It's just like, I know you guys well enough to know if you know or if you don't know. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know, you know. Um, well, we were barely in the know, so... What about... I know it expired on your story... But Mine how, was around about, 70 people n- knew about it. Okay. 30 people didn't. So about roughly opposite of, of mine. Yeah. <laughs> We've got two different followings. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, out of yours, did you have did you have more were more females? Yeah, mostly honestly, mostly women follow me and mostly women uh ans- actually answer the questions that I do. Like, a lot of men will skip over it, which I don't necessarily think that that means that they don't know, but some people just don't answer. No, I'm... I'm I like that time when uh, you put, posted a poll, and uh, the next one you were like, now hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, fuck know? y'all. Go back. 
tap you just tap the button to skip it you know that if you voted it would have gone to the next yeah. slide <laughs> fuck y'all vote on my shit we need your help to vote in our polls definitely definitely but i'm i'm a similar way i most most of my following is female and uh most of the females answered yes and and is most is most of your following female you know i don't have a business page or analytics but not to uh you know not to have a weird flex or anything. <laughs> that is a but, weird uh, flex. But I think I think most of my following is female, or at least the ones who interact mm. is female. Gotcha. So just to give a brief history of Enneagrams, Rachel, when would you say that the earliest discovery or study of Enneagrams dates back to? Um, I'm going to say the 4th century. Ro- no, that's... That's, that's actually correct. F- fourth century. The fourth century. It's like you're reading from a rundown sheet or something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, but it, it did. It actually did. Um, this that's crazy. G- this, uh, this gentleman, and I just assume he's a gentleman because of his name and well, because. That was uncool of you to assume his gender, but carry on. <laughs> Evagrius Ponticus? How are you going to tell me that that's a guy's name? You don't even know what kind of name that is. <laughs> I'm just going off of who... That just sounds like a bunch of letters strung together. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely Greek. Um, I'm just going to go assuming he's a guy because I don't think there were many female priests back in okay, the day. Okay, I guess that's... that's You should have started with that. I know. <laughs> My B. But Evagrius Ponticus, uh, who was a Christian mystic, he lived in 4th century Alexandria. He identified eight, uh, I'm not going to say the word, but it translates to deadly thoughts, plus an overarching thought he called love of self. So this was basically the first discovery or thought process Delving into what would later become Enneagrams. It's crazy to think about like, because <clears throat> I don't know, what was the the self um, part again? What did it Love translate Love of to? self. Love of self. Like I feel like now, like that's such like a, I mean it's, it. I hate to use this word, but it's like on trend, like self-care, self-love, which like, I mean, good thing that it's on trend. For sure. Everybody needs to be taking care of themselves. But it's crazy to think like back in the fourth century, people were like, learning about stuff like that right like like uh in the description we were talking about uh it can aid in self-awareness self-understanding self-development and it presents a path to higher states of being essence and enlightenment that's insane i'm I'm so all about this i'm gonna be real like up until really college there were very few circumstances or opportunities where people preached like self-care and self-help and all of that like Mm -hmm. it like definitely not in my high school or middle school or anything yeah no not at all you know not to it was never love yourself or take pride or anything like that and now it's Mm -hmm. like I probably was exposed to a little bit more stuff like that because I was a girl but it was all very like like with religious undertones oh for sure (laughs) hey definitely and you know not to not to knock religion but they they definitely teach that like it's just a totally different sort of uh viewpoint i would have liked for my for my education 
to have have taught more of that, but I'm very blessed to have learned these values from uh, Judaism and from my family. Shout out to my grandmothers that definitely taught self care and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, my my uh, my dad dad's mother, Grandma Charlotte, Charlotte, the the Brooklyn one. <laughs> she got a hand uh, a manicure and pedicure every week because yeah. it's good for you and yeah. it's taking care of yourself. It just feels so good. Taking time out for like, and it doesn't have, you don't have to be spending money to take care of yourself, but that's such a time for her to like relax and just be there. Definitely. Her nails done. Yeah. When she told me that she did it once a week and got yours done, I said (laughs) weird flex, but okay. (laughs) I would have new drinking game, uh, slash current drinking game. Uh, drink every time we say, especially if like y'all are in the car going to work right now, pull over, get you a tall boy. (laughs) And don't open it until you get to where you're going because we do not condone or endorse <laughs> drinking while driving yeah. or driving drunk. So then you just got to catch up your sips when you're at work. There you go. I think we're up to at least a dozen now. Or lift to work and drink in the backseat. Yeah, you can Actually, do that. Actually, I don't think you can do that. Because like, what are the open container laws I here? think as long as you're not driving you're in Tennessee, <laughs> you can drink. Yeah. So here's what's really interesting is that the really the term enneagram of personality wasn't coined until the 1960s 1970s that's crazy so what a what a crazy long gap yeah we don't really know what happened between the 4th century and the 1970s not a lot was documented during yeah. those times no one was taking care of themselves i know that that's much. for sure I, I imagine if people were taking care of themselves Maybe what? the world wouldn't be where it is right now. At least <laughs> at least hovercrafts or something, you know, <laughs> something. I love like watching old movies when it's like they're in the two like it's supposed to be the future and it's like the two thousands and everything's so incorrect. <laughs> if they only knew what really happened. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like I feel like we were more progressive in the fucking nineties than we are right now. <laughs> Jesus. To an extent, at least in some ways, yeah. at least, uh, you know, politically. Anyways, um, to, to sum up the history, um, there were these guys, uh, this Chilean born psychiatrist who first learned about the Enneagram personality. Um, he began developing and teaching his own understanding. And, you know, some Jesuit priests adapted the Enneagram for use in Christian spirituality. So that's just basically what it comes from. Um, if you really want to look into it more, by all means, we really don't want to get into the history and the boring shit of it. There are tons of great books on it, too. A lot of people that I've been talking about Enneagrams, too, they've all read a book on it. That's you know that's awesome. I feel like with this compared to Myers-Briggs, we got more people who were more responsive I to agree. this one. yeah. Which is crazy because I've heard a lot about Myers-Briggs. Before Same. I actually knew what it was, yeah. or at least I was exposed to the different, you know, the the acronyms mm-hmm. for it or whatever initials for each personality type. But I, this is something very new to me. But I really, I really like this one. So, like we mentioned before, there are nine personality types or enneotypes based on the enneagram. So, how accurate is it? What's the significance? The answer's motherfucking obvious because we about to tell you. About to, you about to get learnt today. Learnt. We're going to give you the highlights of the characteristics, um, you know, the positives, the negatives, all of that, and kind of break down 
the nine types. So, Rachel, why don't you start us off with type one? So, type ones are called the reformers. They are perfectionists, responsible, fixated on improvement. That's cool. Ones are essentially looking to make things better as they think nothing is ever quite good enough. This makes them perfectionists who want to reform and improve, who desire to make order out of the omnipresent chaos. Sounds like this is someone that you want in a group project in college because <laughs> they are going to do all the work yeah. while I sit back and do nothing. What an asshole. I present. Um, well, when we get to yours uh, later, you're not as not present in the, or maybe you are in the group project. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm present, but my thing is, I feel like if you have someone who's a perfectionist, mm. we're doing everything their way. For they, sure. You know, do we have anyone respond to uh, yours? Yes. So Lauren Goring, who I met um, on Isabel's bachelor Bachelorette, she's one of her OG Clarksville friends. She is a reformer. So Shouts to Lauren. Shout out, Lauren. I hope you're tuning in right now. I feel like we should tag everybody uh on our on in our stories who we gave shouts to tonight so they can That's a good idea. listen. I did tag her in my Instagram story cuz she was one of the people that responded Dope. um yeah. Let's go on to type 2, the helper. This is Rachel's type. Now Shocker. I, I get to read this one, the helper. <laughs> I'm worried. Don't be worried because you get to read mine next. <laughs> but type 2, the helper. Helpers who need to be needed. Caring, interpersonal, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. Yeah. Is that you? <laughs> yeah, I can be a little possessive. Shocking. <laughs> Twos essentially feel that they are worthy insofar. Is that how you say that? I guess so. As they are helpful to others. Love is their highest ideal. Selflessness is their duty. Giving to others is their reason for being. Holy shit, I'm just gassing you up right now. I don't know. This also, I'm just like, ooh. Involved, socially aware, Aww. usually extroverted. That's not, that's not. Well, I teeter the line, remember? That, okay, true. <clears throat> Twos are the type of people who remember everyone's birthday. Holy shit. Ask me someone's birthday. When is, when's Allie's birthday? November 25th. When's my birthday? January 22nd. When are the twins' birthdays? Nah, you know that <laughs> June one. June 28th. <laughs> Twos are the type of people who remember everyone's birthday and who go the extra mile to help out a coworker, spouse, or friend in need. That's me. It's exhausting. <laughs> well, how about See, that? See, like, that goes back to, like, the whole, one of the... Uh, weaknesses in my uh zodiac was like a martyr it's like okay i don't need to be doing all this stuff but i do it anyways because you are a good helper i love it for sure <clears throat> so did we have any other type two any types responded to your instagram story yes a ton actually okay. and uh <laughs> we're gonna start a support group <laughs> <laughs> So, High End's a two. Rachel Martin is a two. Kim Dalrymple, it was her idea to have the uh, support group. Jamie Hargrove and John Miller reached out to you, right? Yeah, that's that's my grandson in the fraternity. He actually... Your is, grandson? He's, I don't like calling it no, big, you're right, but big it just and little like, brother. It like, just, my uh, grand little? No, it he, threw me off. It's my <laughs> grandson. I love that. I used to call him my grand big granny. Really? I put it on a shirt for her, actually, with my face on the front. Oh, nice. 
Weird flex, but okay. Uh, the irony is I call him grandson, but his nickname growing up was Grandpa because... <laughs> John Miller, you know we love you, man. That's funny. But and, and you know damn well, you haven't had a full head of hair since you were like 14 years old. Oh, is that why? <laughs> John Miller's almost uh, completed his master's at oh, ETSU. Wow. Shouts wow. to John Miller. Yo, so so everyone you just mentioned here, Hyann, Rachel, Kim, Jamie, and John, like these are people that I need to hit up if I need some help with some <laughs> shit. They're all really great friends for sure. That's awesome. Shall we move on to Enneatype 3? Yes. The Achiever, which you guessed it. Me. Is Stevie. Me, bitch. Okay. So focused on the presentation of success to attain validation. Yep, that's me. <laughs> like we're talking about group projects. You do the work. We'll have one do the work. We'll have two help. I will present it. That does make more sense uh, now that you explain it that way. Yeah. Okay, so threes need to be validated in order to feel worthy. They pursue success and want to be admired. Sounds about right. They are frequently hardworking, mm-hmm. competitive, yep, and are highly focused in the pursuit of their goals. Damn straight. Whether their goal is to be the most successful salesman in the company. It me. Or, <laughs> it me. Or, my favorite part, the sexiest man or woman in their social circle. That is all true. <laughs> Are you the sexiest man or woman in your social circle? Hands down the sexiest bitch in my social circle. Okay. I'm sorry, sexiest man <laughs> in my social circle. Oh, man. That's pretty spot on. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. I would say that you're probably the most driven, hardworking person I know. Keep going. <laughs> that's all I got. Oh, okay, I'll take it for what it's worth. <laughs> Uh, Other threes. Yeah, who who else do we have that uh, that responded that are threes? Manny, who duh. Of course. That was what, when he said that. I was like, of course you are. Yeah, Manny, you didn't even have to respond, dog. We know. <laughs> we knew. We know. <laughs> Dustin Hensley. He's a jack of all trades. Katie Glenn, who's probably the smartest woman I've ever met. Uh, Nick Jenkins, Tanasia Tanasia Jackson, Tanasia Jackson, Hannah Simperman, who that's all work fam. Emily Van Alsberg and Shirley Wood. I Shirley Wood. <laughs> Never gets old. Never gets old. Shout out to Shirley Wood. So, uh, uh, so would you say that the because I think, I think with the exception of one on there, I think you know all of them, and and there's a few that I don't. Would you say the ones who I don't know are all type three achievers? Definitely. Um, yeah, ha- half the uh, work fam on here just recently got super promoted from their current position which is awesome congrats to that hannah's currently living in san francisco for her promotion so i say she's pretty damn hard working <laughs> hell yeah she's achieving she's achieving greatness shall we go to type four let's do it type four the individualist identity seekers who feel unique and different sounds like a bunch of hipster shit to me <laughs> Fours build their identities around their perception of themselves as being somehow different or unique. They are thus self-consciously individualistic. They tend to see their difference from others as being both a gift and a curse. A gift because it sets them apart from those they perceive as being somehow common, and a curse as it so often seems to separate them from the simpler forms of happiness that others readily seem to enjoy. That's so for, it's a bit deeper than yeah, a hipster. I think that it is too. Um, 
So people that reached out that were fours were Anna, Snoop, Lion, shout out, and Seely. Okay. I love the part that says like both a gift and a curse because that's so Anna. I feel like she thinks about all her traits as like gifts and curses. <laughs> I I see that. So to me, this says this is something like uh, where it says that the thing that people masses uh, commonly see as happy or enjoy. It makes me sad to think that like oh wow something like. Something very common, like going to uh, like a Preds game, they would just not enjoy that. But I don't really know that it's more like that, right? Maybe I don't know. <clears throat> Let us know. <laughs> it feels like it's probably a little deeper than that. It does seem deeper. I apologize about the hipster comment in the beginning, <laughs> but at first, there's nothing wrong with being a hipster. There are so many things wrong with being a hipster. But okay. if you are tr- a true hipster, I got respect for you. It's funny that you're talking so much shit, and we'll explain wings later, but this is Stevie's wings. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, no. I. Have... <laughs> uh, oh, man. Type five. Set us off. Type five. The investigator. Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thinkers who tend to withdraw and observe. Oh, that's this emoji, the hmm. hmm. <laughs> My favorite I emoji. wonder if everyone knew uh, they could have thought that you were doing the hand on the chin or the monocle. Because hmm. those are both hmms. Which is crazy because there is actually a detective or an investigator emoji. Oh, shit, you're right. I don't ever use those like people ones. Nah, who does? Um, use the faces. I don't know. Not me. So you said thinkers who tend to withdraw and observe. What else? Fives essentially fear that they don't have enough inner strength to face life. Oh, my God. So they tend to withdraw to retreat into safety and security of the mind where they can mentally prepare for their emergency emergence into the world. Fives feel comfortable and at home in their realm of thought. They are gen- generally intelligent, well-read, and thoughtful, and very frequently become experts in areas that they capture that, that capture their interest. Dope. Yeah, no one reached out that was a five, but I'm trying to think who of my friends would totally be Those a five. unobservant fucks? <laughs> they must not be observing Instagram stories. Yeah, they're lost in thought in the safety of their home. Damn, time to hit them <laughs> with the block button. Unfollow. Oh, that sucks that we didn't get any fives. But was was five the only one that we did not get a response to? Um, So we... Uh, I later found out at work that I had a nine, but no one responded. Uh, that was a nine either. Okay. So maybe there's some significance behind that. So if you're listening and you're a five, drop us a message, drop us a DM at the answers obvious on Instagram or at Rach Facio or at Stevie G Stevie G. Let us know. Let us know what you're, what is going on inside that observant ass mind of yours. Okay, so the next one is Phil's. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Do I get to read this one? (laughs) Yeah. Six? (laughs) That worked out. The Loyalist. Loyal? What, Phil? Just keep reading. Conflicted between trust and distrust. There it is. Mm. (laughs) Sixes essentially feel insecure. As though there is nothing quite steady enough to hold on to. Fuck. At the core of the type six personality is a kind of fear or anxiety. Sixes don't trust easily. They are often ambivalent. (laughs) 
A M B I V A L E N T. That sounds right. About others until the person has absolutely proven him or herself, at which point they are likely to respond with steadfast loyalty. I think that's so spot on. Damn, that is. I don't know so much about like the fear and anxiety part, but I don't feel like I don't feel like I heard Phil (laughs) talk. Until like he gained your trust. Yeah, like he, he okay. just like never really talked to me, and I never took it as like an insult. But I just felt like he was like, I don't know about you yet. Phil is like a cat, <laughs> because I feel like with cats, they will be loyal to you, but first you have to earn their trust. Oh fuck yeah, I love that cat lady. Phil Phil is definitely a cat. <laughs> Where is Marcellus Wallace, the the house studio cat? Studio cat. Well, damn, that's nice to know about Phil. That was kind of heartbreaking at first. But I feel like all of them are, like, mixed. And maybe that's why, like, it's all, like, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. A little bit of column A, a little column B. It's your gift and your curse. True that. Do we have any other sixes respond? Um, My friend from high school, Caroline Hayes. Okay, shouts to Caroline. Type seven. And I just see that on this list, one of the... The the uh the person who shared Enneagrams uh, yeah. is a type seven. Kate Gallivan is a seven. The enthusiast. Rachel, set us off with type seven. Okay, so sevens are pleasure seekers and planners in search of a distraction. Must be nice. <laughs> Searching for a distraction? Uh, I guess so. They are concerned about their that their lives will be an exciting adventure. They are future oriented, restless people who are generally convinced that something better is just around the corner. They are quick thinkers who have a great deal of energy and make a lot of plans. They tend to over they tend to be extroverted, multi-talented, creative, and open-minded. Sounds like Kate. Yeah, I think it does too. Um, other sevens that reached out, Mallory Granrath, uh, Dennis Dabbs, Kayla Ilgen, and Casey Boyinga. I think that that is, y'all are all sevens, faux show. I'm jealous that, I'm jealous, was that your phone or mine? Yours. It was the computer. <laughs> um, notification. I'm jealous that they have to search for a distraction. Like, how... Like, search, how much effort you got to put into search being distracted, like, <clears throat> pick up video games or... I mean, I think it's, like, more than that, though. Like, they don't want to be, like, scrolling through their Instagram or playing video games. They want to be doing stuff in the world. They want adventure. Those kind of distractions. Right? Yeah. Damn. Expensive distractions. <clears throat> I mean... Extravagant. It be expensive. Extravagant like distractions. Thrilling. thrilling. Yeah. Life's about fun. Yeah. I wish I knew that life. <laughs> Can I convert to a seven? That sounds dope. Damn. I'm going to take that <laughs> test again with different answers. <laughs> Type eight. The challenger. Taking charge because they don't want to be controlled. Not no way. Not no how. <laughs> Eights are essentially unwilling to be controlled either by others or by their circumstances. They fully intend to be masters of their fate. Eights are strong-willed decisive, practical, tough-minded, and energetic. They also tend to be domineering. Their unwillingness to be controlled by others frequently manifests in the need to control others instead. Wow. 
I like this one. That one's intense. <clears throat> it is intense. And it's also so Yana who reached out. She's a very strong woman, and I love her for it. Well, I do love strong women. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> Let's move on to the final Enneatype, Type 9, The Peacemaker. The Peacemaker. Tell us about those. Um, nines essentially feel a need for peace and harmony. They tend to avoid conflict at all costs whether it be internal or interpersonal. As the potential for conflict in life is virtually unavoidable, nine's desire to avoid it generally results in some degree of withdrawal from life. Uh, many nines are, in fact, introverted. Okay. Um, other nines leave more active social lives, but nevertheless remain to some degree checked out or not fully involved, as if to insulate themselves from threats to their peace of mind. This one sounds like a hippie. Not that there's anything wrong with hippies. There's nothing wrong with any of these. I'm just commentating. Sounds like a hippie, and well, it makes sense that they're checked out because hippies are always high. <laughs> no, these these people are uh, are gems because not many people um, keep the fucking peace and harmony in yeah. this in this crazy fucked up world. Very true. Do we have any nines that chimed in? Yes, my coworker Tiffany is a peacemaker. Yo, she should uh, she should swing by my office sometime and keep the help keep the peace between uh, <laughs> because sometimes that glass window between myself and my brother, uh, it, it's not as uh, durable. So maybe she could come and <laughs> give me some tips on that. Probably because you're playing music the whole time, which I know is your job, but. Yeah. You need headphones. Nah. Y'all, he'll play. We'll be sitting in the the kitchen. And he's like, yo, listen to this. I'm like, turn it down. It's so loud. Banging it really that shit. embarrasses me. Well, they need to give me the damn aux cord at WeWork so I can DJ <laughs> all fucking day. Yeah. Well, and I should also mention that there's usually music playing. So it's <laughs> like too, it's it's sensory overload for me. Yeah. Well, you know, in the music business, I can listen to, to five songs at once. That's insane. And, uh, and tell you that they all suck. <laughs> After the first 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, so next part of the Enneagram. So if you're looking at the chart, which you need to look at the look at the actual Enneagram graphic, you'll see that there is the triangle that connects some numbers, 369, damn too fine, <laughs> in there. And then also the hexagonal uh, figure that connects one, four, two, eight, five, seven, various, uh, variously throughout it. So this actually goes to what your wing type is, similar to um, like the astrology and the zodiac signs. How if you're a cusp, so again, you know, I'm I'm a day after, uh, or I'm I'm a day after Aquarius starts. So you could say you could argue that I'm on the cusp of Capricorn, and mm -hmm. then my buddy Harry, who is February eighteenth that is on the cusp of Pisces. So, you know, this is kind of like the cusp thing where you kind of rub off on these. So, um, so what, what, just to go into ours, what's your wing, Rachel? Um, so my wing was a one, the reformer. And granted, the wing is typically either the number to the left or to the right of yeah, your it number. it has to be adjacent. To, so, like, so that's why looking at the, the diagram is really important. For sure. So if you're a two, you're either going to be have, have a wing one or a wing three. Which I would like to see, like, other twos, and which whether they're, like, a one or a three. 
Because, like, I just don't see how all twos could have a wing of the ones just right beside them. True. And, again, this comes back, dates back to between the 300s and the 1960s where people kind of filled this in and, and really, you know, I'm joking, of course, with that, but, like, the 1960s where they kind of put these all in place. So it, it kind of makes sense, though, that you'd be something close by. The way, I guess the way they ordered these based on the questions, which we're about to get into, probably determines uh, what your wing will be. And and just to throw it out there, my wing was a uh, was a four. So the hating ass hipster that I was <laughs> I was hating on that's that's part of me um, um and Phil's was hold on, did he tell you yeah well he sent me his whole results o- overload Phil um he's just trying to let me know who he is as a person yeah. uh so his wing is a seven the enthusiast I, I definitely see that as a wing for Phil especially compared to the five the investigator yeah Phil does not withdraw and observe he's definitely the opposite of that which is the in search of a distraction <laughs> that's that makes sense yeah those wings are cool definitely look at the diagram y'all and of course in the in the uh, detail of this podcast on the itunes podcast store you just click more where it says details and we will have the link to this test which i will tell you the link right now it is uh, eclecticenergies.com Backslash Enneagram. Boom. There you go. You and have take it. the first one, not the like. So Definitely. There's like a healing energy type, but t- take the first test. Yeah, ain't nobody got no time for that one. <laughs> um, so the difference between this one and Myers-Briggs, as far as the test goes, Myers-Briggs, again, to reiterate, it asks you a question, and you can either strongly agree, agree, sometimes agree, or rare, barely agree, be neutral, and then on the opposite end, barely disagree, disagree, strongly disagree. So it gives you seven different answers. Not this one. Yeah. This one was much more simple. Very simple. It gives you yes, no, and sometimes. And the basic way that they said, how do you answer these? Because definitely when you take the Enneagram one, or I'm sorry, the Myers-Briggs one, you're like, uh, do I do – I, barely agree or do i agree yeah do i strongly agree or do i agree i don't know it seems a little too extreme when the like which the words can get the wording of the questions are weird just as weird and confusing as they were on myers-briggs but with the three answers it's much easier to be like right and and i think they actually give you a breakdown they're like yes is totally yes Mm -hmm. that is definitely me sometimes is yes i sometimes feel this way and no is like absolutely not it's very blunt um, but the questions with this one, shit, <laughs> there are, let's, let's start with the confusing and weird wording ones. Some of these are just so, so strange that you got to stop and think. Yeah. Start us off. Okay. This is a question that you have to respond with. Yes, no, or sometimes I go along with what others want unless I have a strong desire of my own, which I usually don't. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> first one that because we took this at the same time okay right beside each other and we were both like yo what does this even mean <laughs> yeah so so let's start let's break that one down real quick i go along with that other with what others want okay so i go along with what others want unless bring it br- uh, back to the other side i have a strong desire of my own back to the other side which i usually don't <laughs> 
Who fucking knows? What'd you put? The I don't know. One? Sometimes, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I, I think mean, I put sometimes. Um. Let's see. Let me let me read it again. I go along with what others want, unless I have a very strong desire of my own, which I usually don't. I think I put. Um, I I I may have just put sometimes for this one because the wording was so weird. <laughs> I think that's why I put sometimes too, because it was just like what I had to reread it like three times. <laughs> yeah, hey, producer Phil just joined us. Phil, I go along with what others want unless I have a very strong desire of my own, which I usually don't. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> so Phil's was no for that one. Wow, what a six. Yeah, typical six. <laughs> Such an Aries. Anyways. The second one that has confusing and weird wording. I often refrain from acting as I'm afraid of being overwhelmed. That's <laughs> like, what is like, what does it mean acting? Does it mean like... Acting! Like... <laughs> does it, yeah, does it mean like literally acting... Or does it mean or like, like action, like acting upon something? Yeah, that's probably more what it means. But the first time I read it, I definitely thought like acting like on the stage. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, that's how I took it. And I often <laughs> refrain from acting as I'm afraid of being overwhelmed. I put no. I I'm, put no too. I am not afraid of acting. Um, and, I'm not af and I'm not afraid of being overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed all the fucking time. Um, I probably should have put... Uh, sometimes, but I put no. So maybe if I had understood the question. Yeah. <laughs> What's another confusing and weird worded one? To deal with the fear I always have, I'm as nice and warm as possible towards everyone. <laughs> For one, what I don't know what fear I always have, but to deal with whatever that is does not result in me being nice and warm as possible towards everyone. I don't know. But I... I think the interesting thing is that there are probably some people that are not twos and threes that would answer that and be like, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's a total yes. <laughs> um, I seldom compromise my principles. So that's saying I don't very often or I rarely compromise my principles. Well, and it's like, so if you don't, if it's seldom, which would be like, not as often. Not as often. It's like the... So you could choose sometimes. I sometimes, sometimes, sometimes compromise yeah, like my like, principles. What? That's so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last one we have for confusing and weird wording. I almost never lose control of myself. Okay. Almost <laughs> never. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my gosh. I almost never. So saying saying that you, I never... Lose control of myself. I would know because I lose control of my emotions every day. <laughs> I put, yes, I almost never lose control of myself. <laughs> I seriously, I never lose control of shit. Yeah, Probably because I've been sober for a hot minute. Yeah, that's true. And because I don't do shit outside <laughs> of three places. It's a lot of stuff, though. You don't have time for other shit. Yeah. Um, this one question was just fucking weird. <laughs> This is one of my favorites, favorite ones. I think it's my favorite, too. It's strange, but I think that there is something beautiful about sadness. So, again, some of these, I don't even think they're questions. It's just a statement. 
It's strange, but I think that there is something beautiful about sadness. I put yes. I think I put yes, too. <laughs> uh, side note, last Thanksgiving, my little cousin Quinn, my cousin Lacey's son, Quinn, was writing out cards to uh, to grandmama about things that he's thankful for. And I think he put, um, what's uh, what's that TV with Paw Patrol? I'm thankful for Paw Patrol. I, I'm thankful for candy. I'm thankful for sadness. Sadness. He put sadness <laughs> on there. I was like, damn, Quinn, that's deep. That he, is deep. Three uh, years old. I'm like, what the fuck? That's and hilarious. He said sadness. I'm like, I don't think, Quinn, I don't think you understand uh, Maybe the he does. Sadness is all, it's just a part of the human experience. Therefore, it's beautiful. Thankful for sadness. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Um, but then there was several more relatable AF and easier questions. Um, I usually fall asleep readily and can even take a nap when I'm stressed out. Hell no. I put no to that one. I put hell yeah to that one. <laughs> Damn. I used to be the nap king of the office. Nap King Cole <laughs> is what they called me. Yeah. What I just made up just now. They should have called me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can I can definitely take a nap when I'm stressed <clears throat> out. Or I can sometimes I like when I'm super stressed out, I'll take a nap just so that I can like calm my brain for a minute. But yeah. it's not easy for me to do that. I can I can turn it off pretty easily. I'm very jealous of that. Um, next one, I am competitive and ambitious, but do not think of myself as cutthroat. Oof, so that one, that one's relatable, um, because I feel like I am competitive and ambitious, but I do not think of myself as cutthroat. So yeah, that's, me that is a definite yes. Yeah. I would almost like be fired before I'd like cut someone else's throat, yeah, which okay. that's one thing that like, I like that when we were taking this. Stevie was like, now think about it, though. Like, to be cutthroat, think about literally cutting someone's throat, which I know sounds so simple, but it's true. Like, so it's like, you do whatever it took. Whatever it takes. To F get ahead. Fucking someone over, fucking their life over I to get ahead. I can never do that. So, an ex <laughs> oddly enough, the first example of cutthroat, uh, th this is what it came to my mind. Y'all remember Jingle All the Way with... <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's funny that that's where your mind went to, but yes. Well, I, I try to make it as like unviolent as possible, but <laughs> cutthroat. But it's kind of, well, it gets a little violent, I guess. Let me set the scene for all the listeners. It's 1997, <laughs> December 24th. Or it's Black Friday, whatever. <laughs> Christmas Eve, Was Black, Black Friday. Friday. How long has Black Friday been a thing? Not, not important to the story. Not at all. It's just, it's. You're down to the wire, and you haven't gotten your kid a gift. There you go. And so, number one, you're an asshole parent yeah. for waiting so long. And it's 1997, <laughs> so there ain't no internet. There ain't yeah. no Amazon Prime two-day yeah, shipping. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't think there were many online stores. There might have been eBay back then, but who knows. <laughs> so, you're waiting outside of Toys R Us, <laughs> which, oddly enough, no longer exists because of the internet. <laughs> And those sliding glass doors open, and everyone runs in like the bulls were just let loose in Spain for the running of the bulls, <laughs> trampling over people left and right. You run down the main aisle, turn down aisle four. Boom, there it is. The last G.I. Joe. Tickle me, Elmo. Tickle me. Furby. Elmo. Whatever. <laughs> and across at the opposite end of the aisle, you see another father 
who made a very bad mistake of waiting to the last minute to earn their kids love love and affection and affection by this buying so this rare toy <laughs> and there y'all go y'all sprint to the dead middle both y'all reach and grab for it at the same time it's a porta key and you're transported into the <laughs> deadly Oh, oh, shout sorry, out to, to our Harry Potter nerds. <laughs> Love it. Oh but y'all grab gosh. it at the same time. And you realize I'm slightly larger than this inferior father who did not spend as much time in the gymnasium pushing and pulling heavy objects. Oh, my gosh. So I reach up my elbow and I bash him in the face as hard as I can. In the face? Because I'm cutthroat. Wow. I thought you were going to say you pulled out a knife and you literally and I cut, cut his throat. His fucking throat <laughs> and watched him bleed all over aisle five. And as I looked down <laughs> at his lifeless body bleeding while holding up, that G.I. Joe, Tickle Me Elmo, Furby, whatever the hot toy of 1997 was, <laughs> I looked down and I say, Looks like there's going to be a cleanup on aisle five. <laughs> and I walk out. That oh is fucking cutthroat. Uh, Would you do threat. that? If you answer no to that question, which again, it's uh, the question is, I am competitive and ambitious, but I do not think of myself as cutthroat. If you answer no, that you do think of yourself as cutthroat, stay the fuck away from me and mines. <laughs> and mines. You know who is uh, who who would answer no to that? Who is cutthroat? Uh, I don't know who. Cersei fucking Lannister. Yeah, that's she, one cutthroat bitch. She is Darth Vader. Darth Vader. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. Woo! That was a lot. It's a very descriptive uh, story. I could see it in my mind. You know, sometimes I like to take the listeners on a wild fucking ride. <laughs> and I guarantee y'all that are avid Black Friday shoppers that are listening to this right now, this is what will be going through your mind. I as, have too much anxiety for that. As soon as those doors Friday. open to Target or Best Buy or whatever is located. That's so funny. On at uh, Nashville West. <laughs> Moving on, other Moving easier on. and relatable questions. I want to be noticed, but it also makes me uncomfortable. This is so me, and I feel like that's like a good like because you know I've been continuously talking about how I'm introverted and extroverted for like, sure sometimes i don't mind to be the center of attention but like on a certain scale it makes me uncomfortable which i'm sure a lot of people can relate to definitely this one gave me it was a little confusing to me because it says i want to be noticed but it also makes me uncomfortable so if you say yes then you're agreeing with that that you do want to be noticed but it makes you uncomfortable if you say no is that saying that you don't want to be noticed or that it doesn't make you uncomfortable because i think i put no but i do want to be noticed but it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Like, yo, look gotcha. at me. Look yeah. like when I try look to get name. a when I get me a fit cheater. off. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's another really easy one? I'm good at getting things done. That one's pretty damn easy. Yeah. Did you answer yes to that one? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I sometimes wish people would take care of me for a change. I put yes to that. I think I put sometimes. <laughs> uh, some of our favorite questions. Even if I don't have it all together, at least I'm going to seem like I have it all together. <laughs> Fake it till you fucking make it. <laughs> that one is amazing. That's a yes. That's a yes, too. Hell yeah. 
<clears throat> All day, every day. Um, when I've arrived, the party starts. Yes. I put yes to that. Of course. <laughs> we are the fucking party. Your party, your 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 29th birthday party, the 20s theme, because it was the... I'm glad you loved it so much. Boy shows up. We said this last time. I sh- show up in a damn fur coat. You were definitely the sexiest man or woman that night in that, your fur coat. Yeah, and I had a... Sexier I had, than the birthday girl, and that's fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Um, I love this one. I don't give a damn about morality, but I've got my own brand of integrity. That one's fucking amazing. I put yes to that <laughs> I, one. I was going to guess that you did. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Yo, f- for one, just this a side note. This is someone whose personal brand is in all caps. Keep yeah. in mind. Okay, first off, f- f- I'm not going to go out and say fuck morals, fuck all morals, but what morals are essentially created by society as what is acceptable or unacceptable to do. So there can be morals that are based on Religious, spiritual preferences. There can some that, uh, you know, your morals are based on just your personal experiences and why you feel a certain way. So, yeah, I got my own. uh, I don't give a damn about morality, but I do have my own brand of integrity. And I will say right now, at the end of the day, though I may not have the most sound morals, I believe, and I believe others would vouch me for this, (laughs) that I have more integrity in my fucking pinky finger than some men have in their entire body. Wow. And yes, you could, one can interpret that as me thinking that I'm better than other people uh, when it comes to being uh, uh, integr... When it comes to be... <laughs> what's, the, what's the fucking proper <laughs> verb? What's the proper form of that? Wait, say the sentence again? When it comes to having integrity... I think that I outshine most males in that category. So if you uh, don't mind me pulling up to the gas station real quick, hopping out, self-serve, pump, pump, ding. <laughs> yes. What's uh, what's another one? <clears throat> it would be the worst thing to be seen by others as a loser. Yes. <laughs> what did you put? Yeah, I put, I put Yes. <laughs> Who wants to be a fucking loser? Or actually, I might have put sometimes now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Um, Because, I mean, that would really suck. I definitely struggled on that one for a while. Yo, speaking I don't of, want people to think I'm a loser. Speaking of gas station that I just... <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I had this conversation with some of my, some of my fraternity brothers that we had agreed that, you know, if one of our boys was, was uh, you know was a was working the register at a gas station that we would have a stern talking to him. Now, I'm not saying that it's bad because if you are doing that and you enjoy it, power to you. And at least you're working. And at least you're working. But we're saying that you know, you have a lot more potential than to be me pulling up to the gas station <laughs> and y- you filling your boy up with compliments all the time. So that's all I got to say about that. Oh man. Ugh. Okay, what's the last one? Um, my life has been permeated by a sense of longing. <laughs> I love that one. Wow. <laughs> Again, the hmm emoji, the thinking one. What'd you put? Um, I can't remember, to be honest. I put sometimes because I, I was I like, put yeah. sometimes too. Probably. My life has been permeated by a sense of longing. Wow. <laughs> so poetic. 
Oh, man. The questions were hilarious in their own way. They were fun. I really did enjoy them. We were sitting there. We were sitting there laughing our asses off as we were taking it. (laughs) Oh, and I guess it is worth mentioning, like, for the most part, we had the same questions. But once we got far enough into the quiz, they changed a little bit. Yeah, they slightly slightly changed. They slightly changed. Like, he would have one that I didn't or vice versa. Yeah, and I think that they slightly changed because we're numbers next to each other. However, had we answered them more extreme in the first couple of pages, we probably would have had questions so far apart and so different. Yeah, for sure. But a two and a three are pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah, we're very close. Good shit. Mm Y'all, take your test. Yeah, please take it. It was really interesting and very spot on. I really, I I truly... uh, like this one, I think if I had to rank Zodiac, Astrology, uh, Myers-Briggs, and Enneagrams, I would say that the one that is that I can identify with the most, or just in order, it would go the opposite of the, the order that we did these, uh, these episodes. So I go Enneagrams 1, Myers-Briggs 2, and Zodiac 3. What I about think, you? I think I'm in the same. It's spot on. I think, like, I, I love Zodiac the most, of course. but it's not the one that I buy in the most. Right. And and what's odd enough about this is, as far as history and how it was discovered and developed over time, starting from the the uh, the 4th century, the yeah, like, like 375 AD, um, and then it really wasn't completed or you know, brought up or studied much until the 60s and 70s. We really couldn't find much on that. So that was really interesting for this to be so spot on and um, and for a lot of people to know a lot about it. So, um, you know, where it, start, where it mentioned, like, the guy who um, kind of got into it a lot was a Christian uh, mystic or mysticist. You know, I definitely agree uh, with the whole numbers and mysticism thing. We don't have to get into this now or ever, but, you know, Jewish mysticism, the Kabbalah, and all of that has to do a lot with numbers and studies and kind of along the same lines of, like, yeah. how to reach enlightenment and self-aware and self-fulfillment. So. Yeah, I'm all about enlightenment. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, anything that just makes you more self-aware is always a good thing or a way that you can communicate with others, your strengths and weaknesses. It's a good thing. For sure, and I think that it's it's cool if you can find a watered-down test of this or just, you know, I think it was 14 pages. If you could take two questions from each page and, you know, make a little mini test that you could put on some sort of job application, those that like, oh, these clearly are identifiers of this type. Mm-hmm. I think that would really help out because that's that's a good indication of who, would, who you would want on your team or in a certain department mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah, I think that it's really smart to do it before maybe not for your Kroger job but for other jobs god I still can't believe that <laughs> like what the hell if uh, I if I ever meet someone who's like high up I'm a, I'm gonna tell them like yo Kroger Publix what the fuck I hope you do one day I was 15 <laughs> trying to bag groceries and wrangle shopping carts and y'all made me take this 180 questionnaire like that had to do with personality type and all that like yo well, you got the job so no I didn't get the you job you did it Which sucks because I know people that that went in that went in to Kroger and was like, "Yo, do y'all need like can I can I bag groceries?" They were like, "Yeah, when can you start?" And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Oh my god! 
<laughs> Maybe take some damn test. I love that so much that you didn't get the job. Speaking of jobs, next week's episode, yeah. we're going to talk about the jobs that we had uh, growing up. Every job that we had up until our current job. And My list is short. Okay. <laughs> mine's mine's uh, pretty average, um, but Phil's. We got to have Phil on for this yeah. one. Phil has, I mean, jack of all trades. Well, maybe not jack of all trades, but <laughs> a jack, a jackass of all jobs. Jackass of all jobs. He had s- the craziest jobs. And I'm like, yo, how, how did those skill sets transition to this? I saw a funny thing. It shows like, shows someone rolling, like hands rolling sushi. And the picture next to it is Snoop sitting there high as fuck, like holding a blunt. And it's like when, uh, when your skill set from one job transitions to another, <laughs> Uh, yeah, roll one up, homie. That's funny. I'd um, like to see Phil's resume. Yeah, we'll we'll have him on. Um, yeah, I guess we talked about what we're doing this weekend. Sounds like a packed weekend for both of us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, one time, oh, I should have mentioned this earlier. I m- met Hanson before. Fuck. Why didn't I bring that up earlier? I don't know. And um, I was wearing a Hanson t-shirt, so... Damn, did you get a, Should I did you do get a picture thing? with them? Yeah, fuck yeah, nice. I got a picture. All three of them? No, just Zach. Uh, Taylor wasn't there, so I only met Zach and Isaac. Oh, uh, what if only Isaac was there? Be like, no, I no. still. I'll been just like, give you a hug. Up? Yeah. <laughs> we all know Taylor. I was your part when I was younger. Nice. I didn't bring that up. <laughs> you should. So y'all will y'all send me positive vibes that I meet them again. Yeah. And then I bring up, I'll scroll on my Facebook to show him when we met before. That's Definitely. Too much. <laughs> They've heard it all, I'm sure, <laughs> from a very early age, too. Good for them. Oh, man. Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, I'll see if I can finesse my way into the, I got some ties at the symphony, actually. If you get into the fucking Hanson concert, that will be amazing. So, I actually, one of my good family friends is the, uh, is the VP of HR for the symphony. Mm. And then uh, Unrelated is a gentleman who I've been training at the gym who is on the sales team there oh. for like 13 years. So I may be like, yo, Ash, Rick. Uh, you should so try. Your boy's a Hanson fan. <laughs> it, which would be crazy because if I went, I can then say for that day that my first and last concert was Hanson. Your last, or my my first and most recent, or oh. my my la- last concert, my first concert and the last concert I attended that, was Hanson. Yeah, that'd be pretty hilarious. But there were probably like a thousand in between. Um, we got like a box too, so we're Damn. gonna have like. I mean, we didn't like buy the box, but the where the seats are, we're like up in the box by the stage. So <laughs> weird, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> we love, we fucking love Hanson. <laughs> Y'all, again, this is your civic duty to go vote during early voting. Go vote. You know, again, this is, you know, be the change you want to see. It starts on these levels for sure. Uh, And again, whatever your political preference is, if you want things to stay the same, I know you're going to get out and vote because the people who want things to stay the same, they have a high percentage of voter turnouts. Y'all, if you want things to change, be different from how they are. Got to get off your ass and do it because you gotta, yeah. the ones that the ones that want the change are the ones that don't vote. So um, that's and and you know if uh, if 
a high percentage of voters turn out in the state of Tennessee this election, which, by the way, we are ranked last in all states that vote. Um, so sad. If things stay the same, um, you know, you, you, can e- you can do one of two things. One, you can ask all your friends if they voted, and if they didn't, you can tear them a new one, which you should because people should be happy that they can vote in this country. Some countries you can't fucking vote, and you don't have that right. Um, that's the one thing you can do. Or two, you're just going to have to sit back and accept that this is how the vast majority of Americans feel and um, and accept it and then restructure your game plan of how you're going to see the change in the future. <laughs> and uh, that's all I can say, really, by being moderate down the middle there, though I think there are some uh, obvious tendencies into <laughs> what I'm saying. But that's for you I to decide. Well said, yeah. That's what I put. Everyone, regardless of how you feel, you should vote. Yeah. And I think that's, and again, just to touch on that, I think that if we do have a high percentage of voters that turn out, but it is still not enough to change the way things are going, then I think it is a reality check for American, uh, the American people and society as a whole to be like, hey, this is how the majority of people feel. And sometimes democracy does not go the way we want and and with that you have to make changes other than doing what you're doing that's not working mm-hmm. and you have to accept that this is how people feel and this is how people want things ran so you have to um you know maybe next election maybe you should consider <laughs> running for office or or becoming part of a campaign or something i don't know i don't give a fuck uh <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care how she goes because not many things have affected me personally. Oh my but, gosh, um, I will, that's such a white cis it, it male is, thing it to is, say. It doesn't because, affect me. Because I will say, ladies, this is a very important election for y'all. Yeah, I am I am dead important. serious, and I can tell you that I will be— uh, Yeah, it doesn't matter if it affects you or not. It affects the other people that are in your country. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I really don't give a fuck at this point. I'll tell y'all— uh, Nor- I give a lot of fucks, right. but I'm not gonna Look, go I'm, into it. I'm with her in the sense where I'm with her for the um, for female rights and all of that. However, in this election for Tennessee Senate, I am not with her. Uh, oh, Jesus and I Christ. will, and I don't give. A, you know, I honestly don't give a fuck about yeah. this. I will get yeah. on microphone and say, <laughs> yeah. it. "Yo, fuck Marsha Blackburn, fuck, fuck you. you, bitch, you fuck you, you piece of shit. You are an <laughs> awful human being. You are an awful person. Fuck you, fuck you." And I hope that Phil Bredesen cleans the fucking floor Me with too. you, and you are jobless, <laughs> and you have to find something to do. You piece of shit, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, we should have started the... Uh, put her on blast? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, if she wins, I will put her on blast. Um, and if she loses, I will put her on blast. Yo, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Uh, Phil Bredesen is a good dude, and he is, for the most part, moderate. So all you conservatives out there, do not think that just because he is not a radical Republican conservative that he's... he's um. He's going to go against your uh, your ideals and what you want to see happen. That's not true. He has supported Trump in certain areas, and he has gone against Trump in certain areas. Yeah, voting your party doesn't always make the most sense. You need to, like, research what they stand for. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, at first I was being very vague and down the middle with it, but— <laughs> 
that took a turn to the left. Um, yeah, and and uh, but I will say this: I think this is the first election that I will be voting all uh, all Democrat because oh, yeah. because I'm I'm pretty moderate, and again I don't he vote is, for I don't go for the party. Moderate. I don't go for the fucking party. Like <clears throat> fuck a party. Fuck a party. Fuck your party. <laughs> Y'all co- party. come to my party. <laughs> We're the life of the party. <laughs> Damn straight. And with that. Y'all, uh, get get uh, tell your friends about the answers obvious. <laughs> Do the damn thing. Get us more subscribers. This is fifteen. The goal's fifty. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna keep doing it. Um, maybe we'll get a guest on next week, other than Phil. Yeah, let's mix it up. Hell well, yeah. Well, with the jobs, maybe one coming up. Yeah, for we'll sure. We'll see. Definitely. Shall we? Uh, shall we log off? Yeah. All right. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>